I don't know what episode number oh, this no. is. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Let's just start that over. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are back from the road. On Creative the road Moonlighting. Again. Yes. Episode 18. I think it's 18. Okay. Actually, I still have to cut a couple of these, so this may not be 18, but it's somewhere in there. It's 18-ish. <laughs> um, we're still on the road. We are, and I'm not driving for once. Denise is doing the driving right now. Yep. And we are somewhere within about 50 miles of Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yes, so, that's right. We wanted to jump back in and the previous episode, we talked about creating on the go and how we've been able to sort of plan and or have enough planning to be able to create videos and podcasts while we're traveling over the course of 21 days. And so, by we, it's really you. Yeah, right? of yeah. The two of us, you're the creator. And we talked about on the last episode how I asked how I would there would be certain things I would ask you to think about before we went so that you had the equipment you needed. You had it packed in a way that was easily accessible and you would be in the right frame of mind to still feel creative. Like you talked about resting yeah. or thinking about how much you're consuming or right. exercising, you know, all of those things. Right. And that was all from the standpoint of of the person who's actually coming up with the the overall idea or general idea of whatever it is we're making, whether it's a video or a podcast. But I will say you, you do play a role in that. Maybe maybe you play the second to that role and I kind of lead that um, portion. And it was my goal in that episode, I guess, to explain how I was going about thinking forward for each stop, you know, and, yeah, get, like and getting um, a lot of it was asking about how you were being intentional about packing, about bringing things so you could still create just the way that you do at home. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so the last episode, I would say, was really from the standpoint of think about as the creator, how do you set yourself up so that you still can carry on the routines that you have when you're at home, even if you're traveling for three weeks at a time or. Exactly. Yeah. You got to you have to curate your experience so that you're uh, so that you can still do what you would do at home. Although the interesting part about it is, and this will segue into what we're going to talk about today. The interesting part about it is a trip like this offers many more opportunities to be creative in, in, in terms of video making and podcasting or whatever, but it offers many more opportunities to be creative than would, would than would happen if, if we were just at home in our house. Right. Right. And well, cause it's a change of scenery. It's a big change of scenery. It's inspiring in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's also just, it gives you a lot of different things to see and look at that are worthy of perhaps making a video or telling a story or whatever. Um, so the Definitely. question about that is, Today, we're going to really flip that coin and we're going to look at the other side of it. It's not about how to today is not about how to set up the creative aspect of it, but rather how to set up the trip itself. Yeah. So that we can have this opportunity to create things on the road or on the go. Well, and why did you come up with that idea? Well, because when we finished that episode, 
the last one about, from my perspective, all I really set up for this trip was I sat down, I looked at your list of all the places that you chose and, or that, that, that you, all the stops that you had for us. And then I looked at all my gear and decided, okay, what things do I want to do in those places? What could I pull off? What am I realistically going to be able to do? And then I pieced together a plan of action for the creative part of it. Right. Okay. But what it made me realize was we didn't talk at all about the logistics, about what went into getting this opportunity. I mean, I, I, I literally took no interest in the planning of the trip. <laughs> it was probably like you said, it was like pulling hair just to, or pulling teeth just to get me to um, sit down and talk to you about what. Yeah. Location. Or- yeah. So from your perspective, it wasn't about, oh, what videos are, is he going to create? You knew I was going to do that. Right. But you were thinking, all right, how can I curate this trip so that it makes sense so that we're not in the car too much? Right. So that we're not driving too little and we're able to actually move a great distance over time. And so that we can spend these days in a way that's going to inspire creativity rather than just make us tired and, you know, drag us drag us along on a, on a major massive road trip, you know? Right. So that kind of connects to the producing aspect yeah, of any kind is, of project, yeah. right? That's so what it is. If, you cur- if you're curious about what that role looks like as a producer, that's really my role in many of the projects is to think about details and logistics. But I, I would say just in our regular personal life, um, since we've been telling people that we have this trip planned and we said we were going for three weeks, a lot of people said, how how did you make that possible? Like, how could you realistically afford to go for three weeks at a time and not camp the whole time? You know, how, how do you do that? Well, right? we didn't camp because you don't camp. Yeah. And you knew that was going to be the case. So if you wanted to go for three weeks, you're going to have to figure out another way. Right. Exactly. So I guess I can share a little bit of details about um, that part of it. So we knew originally that we definitely wanted to go to Montana and Wyoming. We knew that that wasn't even going to be a question. When quarantine hit, we knew that we had a little flexibility with time. So you and I kind of sat down and said all of the different places that we thought we could add to that itinerary. Right. right? And from just history of traveling places, things that I notice is um, when we are driving, it wipes us out if we drive more than eight hours a day. And I, and honestly, anymore, eight is really kind of pushing it because what happens is you get there and the first thing you want to do is either eat or go to sleep or both. And if you eat, then you're definitely going to go to sleep after. And so if you want to be creative on a journey like this each day, and we have, I will say, we have done something creative every single day of this journey so far. Yes. If you want to do that each day, then you're going to have to be mindful about your energy levels. You're going to have to know yourself. You're going to have, or as a couple, you're going to have to know yourself, you know, or whatever your team is. Um, And you're going to have to plan accordingly because in this, again, I know that this is what you have to do. I'm not the one who did it. Right. Um, In fact, I know that I would have romanticized the idea of taking this trip if it were up to me and left to me, this trip never would have happened. So 
how did you start? So I started with thinking about the number of days we had. So the funny thing is, and you didn't even want to look at this when I pulled it out. So I have this crazy like handwritten spreadsheet. I think better whenever I when I handwrite it out. But it's like a handwritten itinerary of three weeks worth of time. We knew we would have three weeks. Right. But I had prior to that different options based upon time, 10 days, 14 days versus three. And I'm typically the kind that three weeks doesn't set well with me because of the fact that I want to be able to use summers to do creative things. And I and I it scares me a little bit, the idea of taking three weeks to just travel. But that was where the whole idea came in with the gear of, hey, you're going to need to be able to create on the go so that we can travel. And so you you, you were able to, you had to coax me into the 21 days. But tell, tell us first how you did that. Yeah. So I thought about um, all of the different places that we'd want to go and the furthest distance. So the furthest distance when I researched uh going to Montana, I really wanted to visit Whitefish. Um, It's like a little ski town almost to the border of Canada. Beautiful town. If you haven't been, go if you can. It it inspires creativity all over the place, but what a cool, cool place. Yeah, quaint. And it was close to Glacier National Park. Uh So we knew that this trip was going to be a national park trip. So we just went with it. So, um, I looked at what it would possibly take, like what the shortest distance would be if we were driving to get from Austin, Texas to Whitefish. And it's just insane how long it was. And knowing that we just agreed that after traveling for years and years and years, driving more than eight hours a day was just going to kill us. Yeah. So I kind of just pulled out a map and looked at different places along the way that we also had been wanting to go to, which I wanted to go to Mount Rushmore so bad. And um, we knew we wanted to go to Yellowstone. So I just kind of mapped it out from there. And what I realized was that to do it comfortably, to get up to Whitefish, we would want to do it in about a week. Right. Okay. It would take at least a week just to get up to Montana. And that was doing like one or two nights. So two. The longest nights. drive we had was seven hours. I don't think yeah. we ever drove eight. Did we? No, we have one eight hour trip this whole time. And that's going to be to Moab. Yeah. But that's after a three night stay. Any, any, basically any trip that are, at least this is what I've noticed. Every stop we've made from one place to the next place when we change hotels or cabins or whatever, it's usually five to seven hours. Right. And that's, that's, that means that we have to get up early and push pretty hard for that period of time. But the goal has been so far to try to get to the next destination by about three o'clock, which is usually check-in time. Right. And then we can still make use of that day. That's been huge. Yeah, that has been huge. So I would say, number one, from like a producer standpoint, you got to determine your length of time that you have to go. Right. Like, what is the maximum amount of time that you could realistically be gone um, and to where you're going? Right. And your locations. I would say the second thing that's going to determine where you go, how long you go is your budget. Right. So what's in your budget? And for us. Um, something that I've been pretty conscious about is how can we find ways 
to finagle the budget to make it work for us. I mean, I know budget counts at every level, but for creative moonlighters, it's especially important because you don't you you you're usually on a shoestring budget when right. it comes to that kind of thing. Right, right. right. Unless you've unless you've Planned won ahead, an award oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that has given you money to fund you to for right, this project. Right. For but for the for the majority of us, it's this is your money that you're setting aside just to do these creative things, right? right? So something that was huge that I'm not kidding, it probably cut our budget in half was I had decided to open up an American Express card um, a, a while, maybe a year ago, and I travel a lot for work. So this was an added bonus. I'll be honest about that. And when I travel for work, I stay in Hilton's. And so if I if I travel or if I pay any of my bills on this American Express card, and I pay it off at the end of the month, I'm not paying interest on it. And the most beneficial part about it is I earn points for every single stay at a Hilton. Do you have to pay it off at the end of the month in order to get the points? No, you don't have to, but... You're just saying that's what you do I would say that probably the the best practice is if if you're going to pay your bills anyway any month, you're going to pay a cable bill. You're going to pay and you can charge it to your credit card without getting charged an additional fee. Right. Why not do it? Because then right. you can get points. Because, right. OK. Right. Like So if you tie bills to your credit card, yeah. you can get points for that, assuming you're not paying an interest rate Correct. of 20 percent or whatever it is. on Correct. your credit card. So okay. so just to be real upfront, you know, I charge all as many bills as I can on this card, groceries, you know, any kind of expenses, membership expenses, whatever. But at the end of the month, I pay it all off. All for the sake of collecting points Points. so that we can travel on those points. So literally we are gone for 21 days. Okay. And out of 21 days, I think I had 11 out of 21 days paid for through points. And and by eleven you mean eleven hotels? Is that what you said? Eleven saying? nights 11 worth nights. of hotel paid for. Whether it's okay, okay, okay. I got you. The other part that if you just do the math, now you there, can use those points toward flights as well, right? If you if you were traveling the airplane, this particular credit card is just an, a hill. Okay, I okay. got you. Okay. So every card, everybody it's can look focus. up. There's different. Yeah, you could do like a general Chase card that will allow you like. Our friends, Mimi and Kevin, they use that to pay all of their um, business expenses on and they use it, can use it for airfare, for hotel, for car rental, for whatever. Okay. And okay. we used to have that American Airlines card or we still do maybe. We still do, but I'm going to cancel that We still use it as much. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the thing that I also want to say that a lot of people will go, well, you know, I don't want to pay a big fee, like a, a yearly card. fee to get a card. So, you know, again, to be transparent. This card was $450 a year. I got okay. the highest level. But with that highest level, I automatically got two free nights and I got 150,000 bonus points. That's really equivalent, could be equivalent of up to seven nights for free. Okay? Like just right off the bat. Depending on how you use it. Depending on how you use it. Yeah. So for me, I knew that we were going to be going on this trip and I knew that I didn't, uh, that hotel was going to be the, most expensive part of our budget. So I just chose that. And the thing that is huge is like, you know, you figure a place like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is where we're going to stay. Oh my gosh, this car in front this of car, us. Uh, people just like to turn at, they like to slow down to four miles per hour to make a turn. <laughs> I think I'm convinced of that here. 
So, sorry, um, so- sidetrack. Jackson Hole, Wyoming, the average to stay at a hotel, even if it's just, you know, a Hampton Inn, is $400 a night. Okay. So, to pay that yearly fee and get that many nights for free, you get it paid off in what you would pay for almost one night in a location. Yeah. Okay. So, that's just uh, for budget wise, I was thinking about ways that we could realistically afford it for the amount of time we were going to be gone. Well, you also, before you go on to the next piece, you also had said to me, if you have credit or points, don't use them on like the little cheapy hotel. The, the, the if cheapy, you have a free night certificate. If you have a free night certificate, yeah. don't use them on you. you and I'm, I'm not quoting you very well here. So yeah. tell, me, tell me again. So, okay. What I said about the, and every credit card has a different version of this, but I'll explain it in the context of the Hilton one. Hilton, when you have this credit card, it gives you two free night certificates. You could use that certificate to a hotel in any of their chains, right? Any of their systems. Well, if you're doing, if you're trying to get the most bang for your buck, you wouldn't use that free night for the cheapest hotel that you could get. So like an Amarillo hotel, the first night we went to, typically that's like, could be as low as 15,000 points. Okay. If we stayed at a Jackson Hole, Wyoming hotel, that could be up almost up to 120,000 points. Because of the location. Because of the location. So you that reward certificate could be used anywhere. There's no max point value. So I used those first right off the bat. I used my free nights towards Jackson Hole. So you, you booked your big locations first. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes you have to book those individually. So even though I knew we were going to stay somewhere for three nights, but I only had enough points or a certificate for one night, I would do them one at a time. Okay. Okay. So that's how I kind of looked for different, different, um, options for our budget. But then I had money to play with for the rest of the location. So we've kind of alternated between staying in like a Homewood Suites or a Hampton Inn with all attached to Hilton, Those all attached all, yeah. to Hilton, which that's just because of points. And then the other places I was pretty, um, oh, like I was looking for places that would really nurture creativity. So Custer State Park, we stayed in the Custer State Park Resort, but it had lo- like cabins that were really cool. The setting was so cool. When we went to Whitefish, we stayed in a little guest house Airbnb. We were out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I knew that would be a really good, um, location. The next two nights were in Yellowstone. We're staying in cabins there. So I took the budget that we had left over and I tried to look for places where you would get good footage. Now that's a, now that is a really big producer. I mean, all of these are producer qualities, but I, I feel like that's a particularly filmmaker producer quality because what what you're doing now is you're looking at scenery right. and saying, I don't know exactly what will be shot with this, but I know something cool could be done with it. And he'll he'll want to he'll want to do this. He'll want to see this. Correct. So you were thinking that. Well, and so I should back up a little bit and say when we were planning this, this was this is kind of goes back to the balance between the creative, the creative partner and the logist producer logistics yeah. partner. Right. At the beginning of the trip, we both sat down and we wrote down the things that we would want to get out of this trip. Right. Right. And for you, you were really clear and upfront with me on, okay, if you're going to like propose a three three weeks out of the summer, 
then I need to be able to use that time to create and put out more art, right? Yeah. And you said, so the locations we go to need to all be locations that are going to be inspiring. Right. So that gave me like as a producer, the way that I that I liken it to is you're like the ultimate puzzle puzzle solver. Okay. So you give me as a creative person, all of these different puzzle pieces and you say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Then I have my own puzzle pieces. I say, I want to go see Moab. I want to go to Yellowstone. I want to go to a cool town. I want to go to that bakery. I want to go to a bakery, (laughs) right? I want to go on a hot air balloon ride, which I'm 0 for 2 on a couple of these plans, but Uh um, that'll, we'll talk about that later. So um, you take all those puzzle pieces and you put them together. And to me, that's where these crazy spreadsheets spreadsheets or lists, whatever you want to call them. Oh, it's a spreadsheet, but it's handwritten. Yeah, get created from because you'll see all of those pieces are taken in, into account. Okay, so you got so you, you you've now told us or explained how you cover the nights, how you pick the places, mm-hmm. but now how do you schedule it? How many nights you're going to stay here versus there yeah. versus someplace else? And this was 21 days. We've got. I'm going to just count the locations out, not counting Amarillo, which was just a stopover for the night. Well, count it, though. Okay. So, Amarillo. Yep. Boulder. Yep. Custer State Park. Which is South Dakota. South Dakota, right? Yeah. Uh, Billings. Yeah. Which is Montana. Right. Uh, then Whitefish, Montana. Then Correct. Then Yellowstone in Wyoming. Right. Then another uh, north side Yellowstone. Then south, south side Yellowstone. Then Jackson Hole. Right. Then Moab. Yep. Then Santa Fe, right? Then Marfa, Marfa and West Texas, which I'm pretty surprised I got all of that in the right sequence. And then home. And then home. Yeah. So again, I go back to uh, thinking about where did we want to go that was the furthest. So okay. Whitefish, I basically had home, Austin, and I had Whitefish. Okay. And I thought about the places we each got to kind of add in locations. So okay. it's, I always wanted to go to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So yeah, I thought great. that'll be a point, right? So that was one of the points on the map. Um, so we really kind of went with Austin, Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone, and Montana. Those were like non-negotiables. We knew those were going to happen. Well, to make it comfortable so that we weren't exhausted, I thought about where are places in between on this map that I've always wanted to go to and that fit within our time frame. Right. Okay. So you basically divided up your 21 days, picked different locations, and then determined how many nights in each location. And how far, what the mileage was, all of that stuff. So I had always wanted to go to Boulder. We've been, we go to Breckenridge, we go to Denver, we go to the mountains a lot, but we had never gone to Boulder. So I wanted to go to Boulder. So that worked out nicely because it was between uh, Austin and Custer State Park. Right. I needed somewhere in between there. We were going to go to Palo Duro Canyon in Amarillo, but we just didn't. Well, with the heat the way it is right now, um, and and then you you factored in how much time it would take. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this this part doesn't fit. So there's there's a logistical thing just right there. We didn't right? want to Chevy Chase it. Yeah. We didn't want to like <laughs> look at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. For three seconds get in the car and then, the and then go. So um, sometimes you know we call it off the beam. This book Jen Hatmaker wrote uh, wrote called For the Love. She has this really great chapter called Off the Beam, and it's basically 
when you're trying to make decisions, sometimes you just have to let certain things go yeah. off the beam, yeah. right? When, and when you're trying to force something to work whenever it's going to break your back doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how I kind of chose extra locations based upon where did it make sense between where we were going, the different places that we were going. And, um, you know, there were a couple places I added in that I've just wanted to go. I wanted to go to Moab. Both of us did, but I added it onto the trip and I've all, I've been wanting to go to Santa Fe. Yeah. We haven't really spent any time there. So I yeah. added those in. Yeah. And all of those were, were shown along the way, but the good part about it is it looked like so far, it looks like the most, most of our, I think every, every place we've gone so far has been two, with the exception of Amarillo has been two, two nights. nights. Yeah. Um, I now, tried to do two nights. That was pretty intentional too, because think about when you go somewhere and for us on a 21 day road trip, you got a lot of crap yeah. that's in the car and having to unload it and pack it up every single night is a pain in the ass. So and though we've yeah, got so you don't want to do the one night thing too often because yeah, you're just like unloading, unloading, unloading reloading. Yeah, or if you are doing that, then we've tried to think about maybe you just pack a backpack that you leave at the in your car, you know, with just what you're going to pull out for that night. Well, you know? and this kind of plays into something else. We don't have to go th- go into our specific system, but you have to have a system for packing and unpacking so that it's not a big pain in your butt. Right. And the same was true in the last episode. We were talking about your equipment. It's the same thing. It's just you don't want to be you don't want to be a slave to all this crap that you're carrying. Right. And feel like you're just exhausted from dealing with it. So, you ha- you know, whatever your system is, get it to where it seems. And the more you do it, the better you get, it seems like. Right. And I will say, going back to budget, this was other thing when I was thinking about packing is we made the agreement beforehand that we would make sure we brought our coolers and packed stuff for sandwiches so that we weren't eating out every meal. Like mm-hmm. it's just too expensive to be gone for 21 days and eat out and eat out first, you know, every, well, and it's hard especially right now stupid meals, you, you know, the whole COVID thing going on. So it's, right. you know, it's, it's almost, that would be uh, not just reckless, but almost impossible because a lot of places aren't even open. Right. As we saw today with your bakery and all oh, that. Oh, gosh, I know. It has been um, pretty nice being in places that are cooler weather, though, because pulling over and making a sandwich and picnicking has been pretty nice. Yeah, that's you know, easy. Bodie, our dog, loves it, too. So we all have been kind of enjoying. That allows you to enjoy the scenery more because you're and, you know, you're saving money. Yeah. You know? So, for OK, so when you broke it up, all right, you got two nights in most places. Now I know we ran in and this is what, this is what will happen inevitably on any trip as you'll look back and you'll go, dang, wish we had one more night there. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we obviously, we do feel that way with, with whitefish. Um, I tried to leave room in the budget for some splurges. So one thing that we're forever going to talk about on this trip was I had been dying and I think I've talked about it already. I've been dying to do a hot air balloon ride. And I was so pumped. We booked a hot air balloon ride in Whitefish on the on the morning of our last day. Today. Today. Yeah, today. So we wake our asses up at 4.30 in the morning to go get on this hot air balloon. And they canceled it because <sighs> the wind was... Well, that we got on the we got in the van with him, and we drove to the launch point, and then yes. he got out and tested it with a helium balloon, 
and got back in the car and said, Hey, we got to cancel. We got to cancel. Sorry. Going to save you some money. And, and obviously they only get paid if they fly. So they, it's not like they just, you know, wanted, uh, they definitely didn't want to cancel. But in these cases, you know, I text my mom and she was like, uh, your mother approves because <laughs> it's better safe than sorry. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yes. But that being said, you know, leave yourself some room in the budget where you have some wiggle room for things that you really wanted to do or see or that meal you want to go to. Those things allow your trip to feel like you're getting a vacation, but you're also feeling creative. Yeah. You know? And something else about feeling creative, you know, obviously uh, we write or uh, us right brain thinkers are always like, oh, how's how's this trip making me feel right now? You know, yeah, it's is all it about like, feelings. <laughs> is it dragging me down? Is it picking me up? Is it making me feel inspired? Am I getting bored? Um, and I will say that the pacing of uh, two nights here, two nights there, just at the instant that you start to feel like you're starting to get come down off the high of being in one place, then you start moving to the next place. And that has been a good or a nice touch. It's not something I thought about. That's something you thought about. Mm-hmm. But after about two nights in most places, now you start to settle in and it's like, well, you I don't could, need to do anything. Exactly. Like, we you can could just, just as easily waste a day by going, ah, we can just let's not worry about it today kind of thing. Right. And uh, and we almost did that in Billings. We did. Billings was kind of the I still can't find the right way to describe it. But uh, I was iffy about the Billings part of the trip because there wasn't really a lot of attractions that I had heard about in Billings, but it was the right distance and it was, you know, it just, it's it it a good worked. stopover point between Custer state park and whitefish because yeah. it would, it, if we would have gone straight from Custer it was to like whitefish, an 11 hour 11 drive, 12 hours. So right. the breakup point was Billings, but Billings is a fairly big town. I won't even border on calling it a city. It might, might even be a city. Um, it's the biggest city in Montana. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. I take, I stand corrected. It is definitely a city. Right. So, um, we hit Costco there. You use that as a logistical point. I did but use that as a logistical point. We thought point. of it when we first pulled into town, we were like, well, it doesn't look, it's hot. It was hotter than any other place that we were. And it was like, well, we might not be able to really do anything cool here. It so was let's... 90 something degrees there. It was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So we went to the brewery. Of course, what did we do? Uh, you, the one thing that you looked up was that the attraction in lots Billings of, lots of was lots there. of breweries. Yeah. So the we went to Uber Brew, which was pretty awesome. And it's not like it is spelled like Uber, the car service, but it means superlative beer. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the guy that was our server turned out to be this like really avid hiker and mountain biker. Yeah, we asked him if because we had looked around and we were looking it up on our phones and hiking trails were just not like there were there were some hiking trails. None of them looked that appealing and 95 degrees, which was so uncharacteristic of anything else we saw in Montana. And he said, you know, if you want to do a good hike, you got to get out of town. You got to go about an hour and a half outside of Billings. And uh, he he was obviously because he was so passionate about hiking himself he gave us this long list and he gave and us, we told him we had our dog and mm-hmm. he gave us i the mean we place it's yeah, the number one hike we've been on in this whole trip yeah we ranked our hikes on this trip and uh that was our that's been our favorite so far but i would say that's another tip just for um traveling is ask a local that particularly you know, somebody at a brewery 
Yeah. Serious. <laughs> For you. Yeah. Well, ask somebody that <laughs> has your same interests. And yeah. we knew when we asked the guy, we said, hey, we want to go hiking. And he, right away, he was like, oh, my gosh, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's it's, all it's I do. Like that. You go, oh, you like beer? I like beer. Yeah. You like hiking? Oh, man, I like hiking. What hikes do you do? You know? Yeah. So that <laughs> that ended up being a gem. But um, yeah. So- oh, but, well, let's just for those people who are listening and, and might even be thinking about a trip to Montana, Roscoe, Montana. Yeah. Stay you haven't out, heard of it, but stay by there. it's super, super, super cool place. Um, if you get there, Rose Rosebud Trail. East Rosebud Trail to Elk lake to elk lake and then possibly even to rimrock lake if you're a really advanced hiker which is 10 miles yeah it's 10 it's a long one That's it's a big 10 one. is it 20 miles round trip i think it is okay 20 because miles ours round trip. was ours was miles seven round miles trip. round trip um, and it was an easy hike like if you do the flat irons um or the royal arch in boulder which is what we did this trail is much gentler that's the way that guy described yeah, it it was it, it was it's, it's not gentler. it's not, it's it's a long hike it's not a super difficult hike and go payoff, early in the morning the payoff is in yeah, yes definitely go early but the payoff is incredible because you're at this lake in the middle of the mountains and, and nobody, nobody else is there around it's just you uh, and maybe a couple of other people pass through that's about it but but yeah, that was a gem. The warning is that you have to drive on a dirt road for yeah. 12 miles. So I guess really the lesson of this little section too is not, you know, as a, from a logistical standpoint is to plan to leave something open Correct. so that you can catch one of these little gems along the way. Correct. Yeah. So as much as I sound like I planned every, I did plan many of the details, but part of the details that were planned was leaving enough time in a day for spontaneity yeah that's so like what what is it that we want to do and discover in that place and kind of for us on this particular trip we knew that it was get to your location unpack take a rest and then go find a cool hike yeah yeah right yeah for you actors out there listening the the great debate between you know certain actors is some actors are really really they feel really comfortable when they rehearse 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 and plan 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 and other actors feel better whenever they kind of leave it open to the spontaneity piece. Well, in this case, it applies. It's the same concept. You're just looking at it from a perspective of it. We'll have a plan, but we're also going to leave a gap yeah. so that this gap could lead us somewhere where we didn't know we were going to end up going. And this and again, it, like I said, it's so far, it's the number one hike that we've been on uh, on the trip. And we've been on about six or so hikes now. And um, that includes Gla- Glacier National Park, by the way. I will say from that real uh, left brain standpoint, you know, it's easy for me to just want to stick to my comfort zone. And I'm going to tell you that little Roscoe um day trip outing pushed me out of my comfort zone because the guy told us and I read reviews that it was 12 miles on a dirt road and I was a little nervous yeah. about driving on it and I actually did drive on it yeah um so you wouldn't get sick but it the payoff was worth it oh it was yeah so and and that that whole night before I was hemming and hawing on maybe we shouldn't go Maybe we should. Maybe we should just take tomorrow to rest. Yeah, Maybe. And I, we shouldn't and I, get too tired. I was a little on the fence too, but I'm so glad that we we pushed ahead because, and that's the thing is with a lot of the stuff on these trips, if it's planned right, which I will say you've done an impeccable job of planning this. Thank There's you. No, no two ways about that. Um, and it's really what it's done is it's given me the energy every day to say, no, I want to keep creating stuff and I want to push and go and do the next thing rather than just sit here on my rear and 
you know, do nothing, drink a beer or whatever. And that all rhymed. Um, but that could be a song. Yeah. Yeah. Sit here on my rear. And drink a beer. And drink a beer. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. well. <laughs> oh, you're, you're creating as we're <laughs> yeah, going. Creating as we're going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think maybe now and wait, was there any more? Was there anything else to because we've covered how you funded it? I covered where do I start? I said, so like if we're getting to top three around yeah. there. Probably one thing that I said from the producing standpoint was determine um, how long, what your budget is. Um, like those are the first two logistics that you're going to do, right? The second, I would say of my top three is also think about what are the goals of your trip on both ends. So we talked about from your creative standpoint, you really talked about the things you wanted. I talked about places I wanted to go. And you you said this in, as a joke, but no, I wasn't. We weren't camping on this trip because yeah. it was like non-negotiable for me. I didn't want because we couldn't fit it in the budget or go for as long. Well, I didn't want to camp. Yeah. And to be honest, it's a lot easier on me with all the equipment carrying not to camp either. So right. I, I should be honest about that as well. So um, I think you also think about what is it? What are the circumstances you need to ensure that you have so that you are in the mode to create. Like if you're so tired because you didn't sleep well or you're so tired because you drove 12 hours, then that kind of was a wasted day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, so is that, is that number two of your three? Yeah. Number it, two is like, what are be, the be realistic about what you expect to get out of it? What are the goals? Yeah. And know your what, goals and be realistic. And what circumstances do you need to have so that you can still accomplish okay. those okay. goals? Yeah. 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 Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the third was kind of about how you, um, for details and logistics, I said, ask a local for tips and tricks and leave room in your details for spontaneity. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then you, you kind of covered my biggest one, which was the details, uh, leaving room for spontaneity and, you know, uh, head to a brewery and talk to a local <laughs> like that. That was definitely going to be one of my three. Yeah. So I'll say, but my, I'll say my other two, um, just in listening to you are because I did, again, didn't plan any of this and didn't want to, uh, definitely wanted to go on the trip, but most, as with most trips, my, my role, as far as all of the trip goes is, apart from doing the creative stuff is getting the car and drive, tell me where we're going kind of thing. Um, but it sounds like, one of the big things that to take away from it is also be realistic. I was trying to impose that as yours, but that be realistic about what you believe you can accomplish, be it, a, be it the drive itself, how many hours you think you can pull off in a day, how much uh, you think you could get done in a certain place, be it shooting or recording or whatever it is you're doing. Um, just be realistic about it because your body is only going to allow you to do so much. And so if you, like you said, if you drive 14 hours, well, that means you're probably just going to have dinner and go to bed. Um, and if that's not your goal for that day, then you better restructure that day. You know, what about, um, I guess in your takeaways or top threes, like on our previous episode, I kind of shared about how I make what my role was in nurturing you as the creative 
But like, what is your role in nurturing me as the logistics details person? Well, I was going to get into that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But you kind of stepped on it. Sorry, That's sorry. That's okay. Um, I think from the creative standpoint, be patient with your producer and listen to what they have to say when they want to lay out a plan. Um, my, my tendency is to go, oh man, the details of the trip. I don't want to hear all the logistics. I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. And a lot of times you're checking with me to say, look, are you cool with this? Because right. this is what I'm planning to do here. And, and I don't want to hear you complain about it when we get there and you go, why'd you book that? <laughs> yep. 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 And so, so being patient with that, that other person, whoever it is to you, in this case, it's my wife and the producer, but, um, whoever that is really take the time to listen to that person describe what it is they're thinking about doing and, and then see how that m melds or fits with your concept of what it is you want to create. In my case, I want, I knew that if we come on this trip, I'm going to want to create at least one video. But in this, now that I'm on the trip, I'm like 21 days, all these different places, I'm going to create about six or seven different videos, which those will be posted again once I've got them edited. Uh, and the footage has come out, looked pretty great. Hopefully I can piece it together the right way. Um, but that patience kind of goes a long way and it goes both ways too, because, you know, you've had to be patient with me looking off at the scenery and going, Hey, Oh, this is a great place to stop and grab yeah. a drone shot. Or this is a great place to walk down and get something of the river or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, really listen to that person and don't just leave it hanging all on the producer's shoulders, because if you do, they're going to make decisions that you may not find workable. And when it, when it comes down to it, so, um, that, and that's always hard because you're thinking you're, you're sitting there having to listen to a left brain perspective, which isn't always the most fun for somebody who just wants to do the creating well and it's funny too because as again like i said you've told people you were excited before leaving and you're like yeah we're going to yellowstone and we're going here for three weeks yeah <laughs> and a lot of your friends are like how the hell are you doing that and then you're like uh yeah it, i actually don't it, know i just yeah it's gonna happen well that happened that actually did happen several times that happened i'd say yeah man we're doing this trip to montana and blah 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 and they're like Oh, really? Where are you going? You know, I'm not really sure yet. I'm, I got to let me let me connect you with my uh, my wife, my producer. Let me tell you, let me get you connected with my producer. Yeah. And, you know, and the interesting part about it, for those of you that are listening and, and have an interest in this particular trip that we're doing. I have um, all the details. She's got all the details. I've kept Feel a notebook. Mm -hmm. We're even tracking every single time we gas up, like how much does it cost? We kind of have bets on how much we think the gas total yeah it's be. a little it's been a little more than i thought because gas is so cheap in texas right now but it's not quite as cheap up here you're in the 260s for mid-grade right yeah Two, 240s 240s 250s 260s somewhere probably there. averaging about say two, 250 255 yeah around ish yeah which is more than what we've been used to seeing um over the last few months but you know um all those things uh, overall oh and by the way Feel free to email about the details of the trip, but also if you have questions about some of the logistical things with points and credit cards, yeah, that was all. I'm uh, happy not, to. It's not super interesting to me to hear it all, but to know that it's possible to be able to to score free stuff. Is yeah, the great. points guy is a great website that I look at a lot. Um, and then also, I forgot to say, just for people that are interested, All Trails app was a recommendation from for that hikers. guy. 
yeah, hikers at Uber Brew. And it's awesome because you can look at the level of the hike, easy, moderate, difficult. And then wherever you are, it uses GPS and you hit directions and it'll tell you how to drive directly to the parking lot of the hiking spot. Yeah. So I would say use that app if you're interested in finding cool hikes when you're traveling. And it's really good about matching you up with whatever level of hike you want to be on. I know I'm sure there's other ones that rate the trails and all, but they do a really good job of, of uh, giving you details about what to expect on that hike. Right. Right. Um, so that's, that's a lot of little tidbits, um, probably more than you, you needed maybe, but uh, this is, th- this episode again is more of a, you producers, know, producers perspective. perspective. It's like the left brain logistics for right brain travelers kind of deal. Right. <laughs> um, right. So, I think that's about it for this one. What do you, you got anything else? I don't think so. All I right. think uh, we're just about to get ourselves into Gardner right before Yellowstone, for those of you that know that. And um, we got to try and figure out how to get some Huckleberry ice cream. Ah, uh, yeah. The, we, the Huckleberry is That was the, our uh, other fail of the trip. Yeah. We yep. didn't get a chance to try the Huckleberry ice cream and whitefish. So. All right. Well, All right. We will let you know how that goes, and we'll catch you back on the road, maybe on the way to Utah. Yeah. All right. Signing off. Hasta la pasta. Adios.